Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Rams. Guest hosting here by the first team. I am Joe DeLeon. Joining me is my co-host, NFL draft analyst, Ryan Roberts. You can catch us on Twitter at the first team pod, at Joe DeLeon and at Rise and Draft. And today we're filling in for Jake Ellenbogen and Cam Lynch again because we are here to give you more NFL draft analysis now that the 2023, almost the 2024 NFL season is behind us and it is officially 2024 NFL draft season. We're going to be doing a mock draft, a seven round mock draft utilizing PFF's mock draft simulator to help us make the picks. We're only going to be picking for the Rams. So you as a Rams fan can get an understanding of who the Rams could be taking when draft day comes around. So if you missed the first show that we did, we talked about team needs. Ryan, to reiterate it, the biggest needs for the Rams Shoring up their offensive line as there's going to be some departures, some guys that they're not going to be able to resign. Also, getting some more talent in the room, potentially adding another edge, drafting some corners. Those appear to be the biggest needs. And then I think you can maybe argue that they could use a little bit of juice at tight end as well. Yeah, I would say that it's a very good class for those needs for the most part as well. I mean, we talked about. Potential to upgrade left tackle. You talk about replacing a starting center, replacing a starting guard. It's a pretty dang good offensive line class. Defensive end-wise, some good edges in the class as well. And then if you need a corner value in pretty much any rounds in the 2024 NFL draft, you can find it, You know, depending on the scheme that you're mm. looking for. So I think this is a very good draft for the Rams because I think that it does align with a lot of their needs. The Rams have some needs where you – don't always want to have needs, right? Like they're pretty paramount positions, especially like left tackle, center, cornerback, edge. But overall, this is the class that you can mitigate that a little bit and find some value throughout. Yeah, it is a really good class for what the Rams are going to need to build on going yep. into 2024. They had a young roster of late round picks last year, and they're now in a position here to get some early round talent and also, they'll probably get a lot of early contributions from these guys because they've been a team that has found value and success from a number of their rookies or second-year players. So let's kick things off, Ryan, starting yep. us off here with uh, pick 19 in the first round. The picks that happened right before this, Seahawks took Terry and Arnold, J.C. Latham went 17th to the Jaguars, the Bengals took Kool-Aid McKinstry um, at 18, the Alabama cornerback. That leaves us... The top three recommended by PFF, Dallas Turner from Alabama, Lietu Latu Edge from UCLA, and then Quinion Mitchell, cornerback from Toledo. I'll let you kind of yeah. lead the discussion here on this first one. What do you think uh, they should be going in this direction? Because also still on the board, we've got Amarius Mims, the Georgia tackle, and we have Troy Fotanu, the interior offensive lineman from Washington, who you brought up on the last show that we did, that frankly... That feels like a Los Angeles Ram to me. Man, and to throw one more name out there, Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon's on the board too. We talked about there being a center and a guard need potentially in this class. I mean, they're that 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 you have a good board for it, right, Joe? Like you have a good board. I'm a big believer offensive line wise. I really love Amarius Mims, but there is still some question marks as far as overall readiness to play based upon mm -hmm. experience and obviously also he's only played right tackle at georgia so Notre, uh, the rams have a very good right tackle already in rob havenstein so 
you really need a left tackle potentially because last year you were dealt with, you know, yep. playing Alaric Johnson a lot at left tackle. So it's a little bit of a question mark. I would honestly lean Troy Fontanu out of Washington because I think that the Rams have a couple spots on their offensive line in general. If they don't re-sign Kevin Dotson, if they don't re-sign Coleman Shelton, you have a guy in Troy Fontanu that can kind of work at either spot potentially. I think he could obviously play guard. I think he could definitely play center as well if you needed him to. And then heck, man, if he's your best left offensive tackle, he's got 34 plus inch arms. It's not unrealistic to think that he can't play that a little bit in spurts as well. So he might, he might, I think he might fit into a couple yeah. different spots, which could could kind of kill two birds with one stone or three birds with one stone potentially. So that's that's why I'm gonna go. I think we should go with Fotanu here. Let's make him the pick. I think for what you just talked about, why I and in my recent mock draft, did you? I don't know if you had him going to the Rams in your recent mock draft, but I had him as my Rams pick because of what you just talked about. There's a number of needs along the offensive line that are going to be varying based on how this process plays out in free agency. That you could lose yep. Kevin Dotson and he could not end up coming back, and you could. I mean, Fotanu. I would argue could even play center. We could potentially see in the transition. It's he probably is not, not his most natural position. And then you hit on the fact that there is this Rashawn Slater possibility of him maybe being able to play left tackle because he might be shorter, but the arm length is there. The mobility is there that he could still end up playing tackle and outplaying our expectations. So I think that's a heck of a pick. And as we come up here on pick 51, you know who's on the board is Zach Frazier and Christian Haynes we both love they might yeah. go double dip here with offensive line it's possible man it really is because i look at that board and i'm like i mean i i think zach frazier is a plug and play center day one i think christian haynes could play guard for sure could maybe even play center as well you have to make sure that the fit makes sense if you're going to double dip offensive line back to back here you need to make sure that it's going to fit well with what you view of troy fontana which i think it can because he presents so much value the other name, though, that's popping out, Joe, and I don't know what corners are on the board, but Adisa Isaac out of Penn mm, State, I, I think, is say. a very interesting edge who, 6'4 250 pounds, nearly 34-inch arms, very athletic kid. And then you also have, I think I saw Kingsley Sumatea out of BYU on the board as well if you want to develop yeah. a left tackle for you on the next level as well. So there's a lot of good options here, man. I don't know what the cornerback board looks like per se, but there's certainly a lot of there's an opportunity here, I think, to say the least, on offensive line. And, it, yeah, no corners on the board that yeah. I want in that spot potentially. But, yeah. Yeah, if, if guys like Kalen Carson or DJ James were on the board in the following round, which, you know, we'll get to that that third-round pick. But for the second-round pick 19, um, I lean, me personally, I lean either them going with Zach Frazier because it's a really unique opportunity here to get uh, a starting guard and a starting center this early and to have that much um, yeah. of their offensive line solidified is big. But I also agree with you. I think that Adiza Isaac being on the board as well is an exciting yeah. option. Jatavion Sanders, as I mentioned, if they want to get some juice in the tight end room, that makes sense as well. So I'll let you, uh, I'll defer to you here. Adiza Isaac, or do we want to go with Zach Frazier? I'm going to go with Adiza Isaac just simply because I feel like the edge position lacks a little bit of depth in this class. I do like the top. I do like the depth at the very top of it. But I think when we start mm -hmm. talking about that next tier of Adisa Isaacs and and that brand of football player, I think that it does start to dry up a little bit. And I'm just, I'm just in my mind envisioning Aaron Donald, Kobe Turner, Byron Young, 
and Adisa Isaac working together. And I think that could do a lot of great things. Yeah, I think the ability to grab one of these top edge guys that early on in the second round. And Isaac's not going to be the type of a player that's going to step in and be a 15-sack guy. You're getting him in the second round. But he feels like a Los Angeles Ram, knowing that Aaron Donald has been a player who has boosted the production of other guys on that defensive line, in the defensive line room, because he diverts two and sometimes you know it happens very rarely but we've seen three blockers try to handle uh Aaron Donald at once so someone like Isaac who's athletic who's long could end up benefiting having a productive first season just like we saw uh early this year from some of those young defensive linemen that they had we're coming around here the third round pick 19 pick 83 overall a couple of the picks that happened right before this junior Colson linebacker from Michigan went to the Bengals Sion Vaki, the safety from Utah, went to the Seattle Seahawks. And then uh, Renardo Green, cornerback from Florida State, went to the Colts. Currently on the board, for our friends that are listening on audio, we've got running back Trey Benson. We've got Edge, Javon Solomon, that is currently there. Michael Pratt, the quarterback from Tulane, is one that's actually drawing my attention. Uh, Ruka Roro, the defensive tackle from Clemson. Then two wide receivers who uh, I immediately look at in Jamari Thrash from Louisville. And Johnny Wilson, yep. wide receiver from Florida State. What do you think here? Don't think, don't forget, because I saw him on the list down a little bit. DJ James, the cornerback out uh-huh. of Auburn, is on the board here. A player that I know we both like a good bit. I had a, I had a top hundred grade on him. You know, somewhere in the late third rounds. I know that we're getting obviously closer to the end of the third round with pick number eighty three. I think that he is a little bit of a lighter built corner at only about 170 pounds but that kid is very athletic overall really good change of direction pretty good ball skills I think there's developmental upside there and I think we talked about corner before on this show where you're a kilo witherspoon is a free agent on the other side of it you had to play you know Kobe Durant the corner out of South Carolina State from a couple years ago as an outside corner Mm -hmm. which is just not really his best fit because you just kind of were struggling to have the best outside corner options on the field of your Rams. So DJ James is one that's popping out to me, Joe. I will defer to you on this one, though, because you keep deferring Uh-oh. to me. So I'm going to defer to you to make a decision. You're the Rams guy. You're the Rams guy. I'm right. I'm driving the ship here. Uh, okay. I agree with DJ James. I lean DJ James. Yep. But before we make okay. this pick, your thoughts yes. on if we took Michael Pratt as the solidified go-to backup quarterback and then maybe the guy of the future if Matthew Stafford is moved on from in in, let's say three years what what do you think of the thought of doing that does he even really fit the scheme like what do you what do you think there yeah yeah he fits the scheme I I think that he would do pretty well in what Sean McVay wants to do you know it's a very movement-based system whole lot of Mm -hmm. crossing routes overs heavy play action oriented team. I, I think he would do really well. Cause honestly, a lot of the stuff that he did at Tulane, what is pretty compatible or comparable to what the LA Rams like to do offensively under coach McVay. I would say this though, Joe today that we're recording this, I wouldn't be okay with it because there's oh. still a need a corner. There's still a need okay. offensive tackle potentially. Okay. But I will, I'm just prefacing this to say in about a month, or, you know, a little over, you know, right before, around April, this conversation could completely change because 
we're doing this before free agency. We don't know. Okay. Are they going to shore up a cornerback spot? Are they going to shore up an offensive tackle option? Are you going to feel better about the edge depth? So I personally would be okay with going Michael Pratt if you felt confident enough after free agency. So all that to say is this opinion can change. Today, I would lean corner. Quarterback might be on the table, though, depending on how free agency shakes out for the Rams. Okay, so I grabbed Cooper Beebe still James. on the board. Cooper yeah, this Beebe is a, still on the board. What the <laughs> very Sorry. interesting the the PFF rankings. No, you you, you bring up a really good That's point that he is uh, he is still there on the board. We're up here, and I the the pick I ended up giving them. I went with DJ James, the Auburn cornerback. You sold me on it. Round three, yep. pick thirty seven. They have a ton of draft picks. We're here at the end of the third round, as you mentioned. Cooper Beebe, the guard from Kansas State, still on the board. Um, Bucky yeah. Irving, the running back from Oregon is on the, on the board pit tackle, Matt Goncalves, uh, quality player. Okay. Kalen King is still here. What PFF, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking, we're not taking Kalen King. Cause that, that is Why? the most, uh, that's no, the no, no, no. He is not going to be there. And I am not going to put out a product that includes, uh, Kalen King that's still on the board this late. My my attention is immediately drawn to potentially taking Cooper Beebe or Matt Goncalves. What do you think about either one of those players? Man, well, let me ask you a question to, to lead into the conversation. Okay. What, ideally, what position would you want to play Troy Fontanu at? Because that could change my opinion on this pick, personally. It could change it. Well... Ah, I mean, that's a really good point. I, I almost, you're not drafting on to be your starting tackle. Like I'm taking that as, as just depth and having a quality player. Sure. Um, not the sexiest yeah. move I'm going to be making in the, in the end of the third round, but I, I want to say if BB's still there, I think you can't pass up on him, right? F figure out who, He's definitely who the shuffles where. He's, yeah. He is definitely the better football player out of Matt Goncalves and Cooper BB. BB is the better player. Goncalves, obviously, though, is a true tackle. So if you don't view Fontanu as a tackle option for the for the Rams, you get into that little blur of, you know, do you need to get tackled at some point? Do you need to find assurance? And again, this could completely change after free agency. I'm okay with going with Cooper BB, though, because one, I don't think he's going to be there at pick 100. I just very, I very doubt that he will be. And I think that you get a starting guard potentially here in the third round. Okay, so let's go. I think we go with Cooper Beebe because I think there's a realistic world where he does still end up on the board in the end of the third round. Maybe he doesn't test as well. Maybe some other guys end up sliding just a little bit above him. Him being yep. there is tremendous value, and I think that for a team that has a lot of shuffling faces in and out of that that offensive line room, you gotta not you can't pass up on a guy who's as stout as a blocker as Cooper Beebe from Kansas State. So we're gonna go with him the next pick we're moving all the way down to the fifth round pick 19 we blew all the way through some of the notable names that it is suggesting to us uh we've got aj barner the tight end from michigan cedric gray the linebacker from north you carolina joe you missed joe milton you shut joe your mouth shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm i'm very uh roused by the fact that theo johnson the tight end from penn state is on the board that feels like a rams player and then lastly uh, I'm intrigued by Cole Bishop, the safety from Utah, being available to be selected. Is there any is there any chance that I could just also? By the way, we have back to back picks. Back by the way, we yes. we have back to back picks oh, here we with do. 153 and 154. So right. we get to double. Well, can, pick can we can we 
can we lock Theo Johnson in then and then discuss the next pick after this? Right. I mean, because I, I would agree. love to Theo Johnson as far as those two. Get the elite athlete at tight end that fell this far in the fifth yeah. round, and you're not going to be upset over it. I mean, this is that's a steal. That's an absolute steal that you're going to get a player like that. Quite simply, I would be shocked if Theo Johnson is there at that selection simply because we're not even talking about on-field production because he didn't have the greatest production at Penn State. I think he had a little over 300 yards last year and seven touchdowns, but we have been told and it is anticipated that he's going to go to Indianapolis at six foot six plus and 250 plus pounds and run in the four fours, right? So if he does that, there's zero mm -hmm. chance just about that he'll be at, available at that spot. But yes, crazier things have happened. I was going to ask Joe if I may. Okay. Can I see of the course. offensive tackle board? I see I see Javon Foster is there from Missouri, who would be an okay selection at this spot, but I'm just curious if there's any other offensive tackles that I would prefer in this range. Uh, Roger Rosengarten's on the board? What? 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 Again, PFF for some reason does not like Roger Rosengarten as much as we do. All right, okay, here's my pitch yes. right now. I think we go okay. with Cedric Gray because we have addressed offensive line twice already, and I know that best okay. available guys on the board. We, we want to take them. Cedric Gray is an athletic linebacker who maybe doesn't start right away that I think provides some youth to the position group because like right now, who are the the Rams linebackers that are like really worth getting excited Christian about? Roseboom, I think, I think Christian Roseboom, former Christian Roseboom, former uh, South Dakota state. Great. Yeah. I'm taking Cedric Ray. Okay. I think I'm taking Cedric Ray and I think we're going to both be happy. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. He's an, he's an athletic kid. I wasn't the biggest fan of his film, but in this range, getting a backup linebacker that can at least compete on special teams and give you depth. I'm fine with it, man. I'm fine with it. That's fine. Okay. So we're back here. Round five, pick 43. We're going to probably go a little quicker on these later picks pitch yep. to you. They already obviously have, Kyron Williams, who has proven to be a really good starting running back. But we know that yep. there is success in the Rams offense having a couple of different guys to work with. Guy that we just spoke to last night that came on the show, Dylan Lauby, the New Hampshire running back that is a unique weapon for a creative man like Sean McVay. What do you think? Man... You're gonna make me speak speak ill of Dylan. That was a great interview here for some. No, you don't need to I, speak I ill of him. Just say no running backs. I think okay. Fifth, fifth, fifth is just a little high in my opinion. It's just, it's just a little right. bit too right. high. I I would prefer just looking at this board. I'm just working down a little bit. Ethan Driscoll's popping out to me. The developmental offensive tackle from 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 Marshall. I think we I think can we can wait and get him with. later. I think we can wait and get Ethan Driscoll later. We, we, we can also get Roger Rosengarten in the seventh round, according to this mock draft. So we could do ignore that. that. We could just okay, okay. All right. So, so do you want do you want to take you want to take Dylan? Like is that is that what you want to do? We could we could, we could take Lobby if you want. We could take Dylan Lobby. Do you think that it is an egregious pick if we take him here? I don't think it's egregious. No, especially after the Senior Bowl that he okay. just put together. I think that he is definitely a draftable running back at this point around the league. Yes. Okay. Let's get ourselves a weapon, not just a running back but an offensive weapon in the fifth round. We're here now, sure. round six. Wow, they have a ton of late picks. Round six, pick 13. Uh, we're back up. We're on the board. There's a lot of options. Two thoughts that stand out. Tyron Hopper, the linebacker from Missouri, who I'm a big fan of. Already, and then the, We already took a linebacker. We already took a linebacker. Sorry. Use the thought of maybe, shut up, the thought of maybe getting uh, <laughs> Sam Hartman uh, the Notre Dame quarterback who actually we could probably wait a little bit and he'll probably still be on the board. What do you think of some of these available yes. options here though? 
Cedric Johnson, the edge out of Ole Miss, was a name was a name that popped up to me. Yeah. I know that we had already drafted Adisa Isaac in the second round, but I like that kid's floor as a football player. He's got solid size. He's a solid to good overall athlete. He plays with pretty good nuance. I think he would add pretty good depth to the edge room there potentially. Keith Randolph All right, well, is also very Yeah, I'm v- I'm vetoing yeah. you on that. We're taking Keith Randolph, the, <laughs> the defensive tackle from Illinois, because that, that one's okay. one that we're much higher on. I think that that one's one of those players that's going to have a really wide uh, range of opinions. So maybe he does slide yes. a little bit and you're able to get him in the sixth round. I mean, I, some yeah. of these are unrealistic, but I can't, I can't do that. We got to take Keith Randolph, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly do think that it's it's not unrealistic that Randolph might slide a little bit, Joe, because I rewatched mm-hmm. his 2023 film. I ended up still putting a fourth-round grade on him because I'm still a huge fan of the upside, but he definitely didn't take the step forward that we were expecting, obviously, at Illinois. Right. And in this spot, in the sixth round, I feel like it's stealing to take a defensive lineman with that much upside on the table. All right, we've got, it looks like, three more picks remaining, and then, and then we're completely yes. off the board here. Uh, let's rip through these remaining ones. We're on pick 191, pick 34 in round six. Some of the notable names that are on the board, mostly running backs, Chase McCullen from Alabama, Mayan Williams from Ohio State, uh, Dylan McMahon in the center from North Carolina State is a decent player. Uh, Talia Tagovailoa, the quarterback from Maryland. I'm not in love with a number of the options that are currently on the board here. What are you feeling? Well, I saw Rasheen Ali's name, which you know that that's a very dear one yeah. to my heart. I know we already talked D- Dylan Lowby, but I would not be upset with drafting him to stash him on on the on the pro- or the on the IR for a year. Mm-hmm. Kitten Kitten Oladipo, who is a safety out of Oregon State, also popped up there. Not the rangiest player of all time, but he's a very physical downhill player. He always seems to be around the football. And the Rams could always use a little bit of safety safety help in that regard as well. So Oladepo is one that popped. And obviously, Rasheen Ali, if we could stash him on the IR for a year as a running back. Yeah, Oladepo and Tanner Bordolini, who might be on the board for our next pick, I, I really like the thought of. But we've only really taken one defensive back, and it feels like the Rams secondary is lacking a little bit of depth. So do you want to go with Katan Oladepo as our, our pick here, the yeah. safety for Morgan State? Let's do it. At least his physicality at worst will provide some special teams value, and if he's never anything right. substantial as a starting safety. Yeah, we're we're in the sixth round, so any of those guys that are going to be special teams players, great value. Uh, Tanner Bordellini, we've got back-to-back picks here. Round six, 39 and 40, picks 217 and 218. Yep. Anthony Belton's not in the draft from NC State. That's another conversation for another day. Uh, Donovan Jennings actually is a kid that I've liked for a couple of years out of South South okay. Florida. He's a little bit of a shorter arm guy, so he's probably going to move inside. Otherwise, if we lo- want to look at corner, that would be the other spot that pops up to me personally, offensive tackle and corner. I'm taking Daquan Hardy. That's my choice. Okay. Who is your choice okay. for this final pick for the Los Angeles Rams? Uh, I'll, I'll take Donovan Jennings, the offensive tackle from South Florida. Experience playing left tackle exclusively at South Florida, but he's got 32 and sub inch arm, so I think he's going to move inside the guard on the next level. So it looks like we had ourselves a pretty successful 2024 NFL draft for the Los Angeles Rams. Folks, let us know what you think. If you're tuning in on YouTube, if you're tuning in on audio, let us know what you think at Joe DeLeon, at Rising Draft, at First Team Pod. And if you're tuning in on Bally's uh, Sports West, Hope you enjoyed 
doing this mock draft with us. For the rest of your week, folks, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.